0: Hi guys, welcome back to PCOS Talk JA. Today I'll be having a very, very special guest on the podcast. Let me introduce her right now. Stay tuned. Hi guys, so welcome back. This is my very special guest. This is my cousin and I'm going to ask her to introduce herself to you guys.
1: Well, my name is Isha, and I live here in the states in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, you know I'm I'm older up in there. I'm not about to give the direct age, but you know I'm 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 a young forty-ish. You understand? Still cute. Yeah. She's not single. <laughs> For all of you who are gonna ask, no, I'm not um and uh i was diagnosed with pcos roughly about 2014 or 2013 somewhere in there um but i didn't know nothing about pcos i didn't know what it was or anything like that i thought when i got a call from my doctor and she was like oh i put in this prescription for um, medication, and it's re- it's at the pharmacy. And I'm like, Lord God, what do I have? Like, that was the worst feeling ever because the doctor's office was closed. She left this alarming message mm-hmm. on my voicemail because, you know, she checked to something and she took blood work. Mm-hmm. So, in my mind now, I'm like, who gave somebody? Somebody give me something? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm dying. And so then when I finally talked to her, it was damn prescription for metformin.
0: Big bad metformin. So what kind of symptoms were you having that caused you to go in to see a doctor that was, you know, of concern?
1: Um, I was not having a period. Like, my cycle was just non-existent. Growing up, like, when I was younger now, I'm thinking about it. You know, when I was younger, I had... My cycle would come, like, every other month. First, it would last only, like, three days. Mm -hmm. Um, Very painful cramps, like, when I was in high school and stuff like that. And then, after time went by, it was like, it would come every other month. Then, every three months. And then, by the time I hit 18 or so, like... I would rarely see it. So even though at that time it should have been like, okay, sis, go to the doctor see what's going on, you know. I just went for the, the typical things, you know. Got my pap done, got blood work, and that was that. Other than that, I didn't do much of anything else. I just thought maybe my body was just going through something. But then I started to know, notice Facial hair, so I start to grow a damn beard. <laughs> the hell is that shit? Like what? So I'm like, sis, I'm, what is this? I'm getting a mustache. I'm getting a beard. Like this is not cool. And then my stomach starts to get a little pudgy um, around that time too. And this was like in my early 20s. So I thought maybe because I'm living life. You know, I was a flight attendant at that time. I was traveling. You know, doing what I do a little, thoughtish ways a little bit. You know, I thought that the drinking and the partying and the lifestyle, you know, was kind of making me put on the weight. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know. I didn't know. So, yeah, it was the facial growth, the the cycles of not having a cycle, <laughs> um, the weight gain in my midsection area. Those is what really started. And that's what I noticed initially. So, yeah, when I got diagnosed and I learned a little bit more, it was like, oh, okay. So now I see, now I know about the other symptoms, mm-hmm. the anxiety, the um, fatigue. Oh,
0: the fatigue.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Diehard fatigue. That that was one of my major ones. And then also, to infertility, because mm-hmm. that's also something that I'm struggling with, too, with people
0: okay and what what so we have like our idea of what so many symptoms are Mm -hmm. what kind of treatments have you tried Um, and has any of them worked well for you not worked well what do you like what you don't like <laughs> I know she's gonna start with the metformin Cause that's everybody's com- um. Complains. Listen
1: well yeah that was the first Treatment because you know when I got diagnosed She immediately put me on Metformin mm-hmm. And she gave me Some medication I don't know what it was called But it was like something to Make me have a period And it was The worst thing Ever it, it was uh, A a pill I had to take, I think, for 10 days. Was it
0: like a hormone? Was it um, Provera?
1: I don't oh. remember. But I know it was a medication that actually make you have a cycle. Mm-hmm. So it's like some type of synthetic something of some sort to make you have a cycle. But when I say I was bleeding, like somebody killed me, <laughs> Jesus it was this, yeah. X, yeah horror movie Every minute in my bathroom It looked like somebody just killed me dead Um So I stopped taking that like mm-hmm. immediately Cause I was like I'm bleeding too much And I didn't like it I didn't feel comfortable bleeding through my clothes Going to work everyday just having to bring extra this and that Like no can't bother So I stopped that Ugh, The metformin now Um Hmm yeah, I mean, he. I was, I was shitty, Liddy. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was shitty. Litty.
0: <laughs> <What>? Okay. <laughs> I thought I was
1: bad with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Listen, you were saying, metformin. <sighs> mm, had your belly running? Yep. Two. Yeah. I. It was bad when I first took it. I was like. <clears throat> all right, I never took it before. Don't know what to really expect. You read the paperwork and give you all the side effects of mm-hmm. what you're going to experience, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. But I was so focused on the severe side of it. Like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Do you hear this? Give you this failure, that failure. So I was not even thinking about the diarrhea and the constant pooping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I took it, in me I, After, I want to say after, because I, I had 500 milligrams that I had to take two times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after that first, that first night, after I took the two pills and it got in my system good. It was nothing normal and nothing nice. And it, it was very foul. Yeah, it was not nice. <laughs> it was not <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> Relatable. Um, Very relatable. Yeah. But that's what I took initially. But you know what? I took it for a little while. And then I stopped taking the metformin. And I think I stopped taking it because I just got tired of being shitty. You know? Mm-hmm. That was just... You can't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I take this and I go out, what's going to happen? Or, you know, if I'm trying to shoot a move, detour somewhere after I done went out with my girls. You
0: have to schedule the poop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you guys can ask her. Since I've been here,
0: when we go out, it's like, okay, um, I kind of need to go back home because
1: mm-hmm. I need to poop. hmm Absolutely. I and it's crazy. No, like, pooping is not about to take over my sex life and all of that stuff. Like, no, we're not doing this. Um, So I did it for a little while. And, of course, that's just me, a person who's just really not consistent with things like that. I stopped taking it. And that was really my only thing of treatment as far as medication. Mm -hmm. Then I tried to do like a no carb diet, Mm -hmm. you know, tried to naturally just lose weight, get my hormones back in balance and things of that nature. That that was all right, Um, but that was very short lived as well. I didn't stick with that. It was like, I was seeing results, but I didn't stick with it, so then it's like, boom, okay. So for years, I just let it spiral out of control until I was like, blew up like a freaking balloon. Mm -hmm. Relatable. Yep, Yep. that part, yes. The neck, all that, swole, all that. It was to the point, I think, where my friends was like, we don't even recognize you no more. (laughs) I was like, isn't that bad? Relatable. Yeah, it was like, no. I saw you and I was like, no, this is not Isha. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know, guys. I done pecked on some weight. It it was bad because I want to say I gained in in a couple years, I probably gained about 40 pounds, Mm -hmm. which was crazy. And you know what the doctors thought? Oh, you have um, thyroid problems. And all so we test for that. Of course. Nope. No, fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. No, I'm just gaining this weight because of this dirty dog PCOS. Yeah. That part. Um, but yeah, so it basically... And then I tried to go to a gynecologist too. Um, a gynecologist too kind of look at my ovaries and of course when they did like the ultrasound and stuff you could see the little white cysts Mm -hmm. all over my ovaries and stuff and I'm just like you know this is crazy I'm like all this going on then on top of that um my blood sugar my A1C was like a couple years after I was diagnosed with PCOS I was diagnosed as pre- pre-diabetic mm-hmm. as well and of course that's one of the main things of having pcos is being you know pre-diabetic so again i got prescribed metformin but i just didn't take it you know it's crazy i don't know like i didn't take it serious at first because i never hear about it yes i never heard about and it I, like what is this
0: and i find in my experience like when you talk to people about pcos when it's like at the stage you were when you were young and it's mild people mm-hmm. are just like oh you know just have like a weight game yeah just like a and it, i mean not to say scare people but the doctors don't well they don't know much about it but they don't kind of tell you that if you leave it untreated mm-hmm. that it's gonna get worse and you're mm-hmm. gonna get worse symptoms so mm-hmm. it would be best to at least you know try to help us find things that work for us mm-hmm. just like oh Here's a for me. Take Absolutely. it. Here are these meds to give you a period. period. Take, take it. Take it. And if that shit don't work for you, well, um,
1: too bad. Yeah. Which is sad. Which is sad. And the crazy thing is like, you know, I haven't been pregnant before. So I, I just didn't think, I didn't take it serious. I really didn't. But then after, now that I'm older, I'm married, now I want a family and things like that. You know, and I'm just like, oh, man, I should have just did the damn work <laughs> that I was supposed to do. But you know it is what it
0: is. You live and you learn. And the thing is, at the time, you're not, because of the information that you have, you're not thinking, oh, this is going to cause me mm-hmm, problems in mm-hmm. the future. It's going to make it harder. You think that you're just like everybody else. And yeah. when you're ready, Yeah, you'll just be able to do it. Yeah.
1: And that's not the case. No. And you know how many times I went to the gynecologist? And of course, every time you go to the doctor, what they ask you, when was the last day of your menstrual cycle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you, I ain't had one in six months, girl. And are like, oh, what any signs of you being pregnant? Well, damn, no. Hello, I don't have a baby. I said I ain't had one in six months. You will see a <laughs> stomach at this point. No and so then at that time it still don't be like oh okay well let's run some tests mm-hmm. and see mm-hmm. you know there's no troubleshooting there's no grunt work. they're just like oh okay well you don't have a period but well, i should be though right so why am i not having one can we
0: and it's like they they kind of expect you to figure it out mm-hmm. it's like i don't have
1: a medical degree you do that part Ooh. i don't i, don't, I don't know nothing that's why I'm here okay that's why I give you all my good insurance money
0: right so one question that I have as well is as a black woman living in America how much harder do you think it is to find care and support having PCOS being that you know like it's already like so unknown Mm -hmm. but like when I found out that I had it and like I started to go online and, you know, look mm-hmm. up things and people and stuff, all I saw were white women. So it was like yeah. the examples of like the symptoms that so I like even the hear, you'd only see white women, the hair loss, you'd only see white women, the you like all of the, the pictures and the information coming out that you could access online were mm-hmm. of white women. Yeah. So what is it like being in a country um, where minority um, and having a condition like this that affects you differently than it would a white woman.
1: right um honestly uh, it kind of leaves you in the limbo where it's like okay I go to the doctor I say X Y and Z they don't fully examine like I feel like they should especially when women are having issues with periods mm-hmm um they should do more further research into their patients to see what's going on however you know as far as like you know having groups and people to kind of relate to i feel like it's limited here as well um however i run into a couple people oh yeah the doctor said i had that too and it's like oh okay you got like four kids and You look all right, you know. So I don't know how severe your situation was, but it's not a lot of support when it comes to Black women with PCOS. I don't think, especially here in Atlanta, and I'm sure it probably is. But you know, like I said, you know, it's just not really known. It's not really marketed around about Black women with. PCOS. So it's kinda like you just wing it. Or, you know, I just look on your your page, girl, get information. Go.
0: We got PCOS J.A. There
1: we go. <laughs> there we go. Um,
0: but I mean, um, that's the the kind of the mm-hmm. idea, um, with the podcast and, you know, other content mm-hmm. coming out of Jamaica for PCOS because when I talk to other women about it and when I talk to um when I talk to people about it in general, most people don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Women who do have it don't have a lot of information. They don't mm-hmm. have a lot of support. And they don't know a lot of other women who also have it. Um, which is funny because I can, when I'm walking up and down outside, I can look at a woman and say, mm-hmm. I think she has PCOS. Yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And I mean, I don't say that to her because I would be very weirded out if some random woman came came up to me and be like oh you know you have PCOS but it's like Mm -hmm. I can see it Mm -hmm. um and so it's 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 kind of you know it's kind of sad to me that it's something so popular and so common um yet we end up feeling so Mm -hmm. alone and isolated Mm -hmm. with with, with, uh, a condition like
1: this. Look at Gabrielle Union for example Mm -hmm. a big old celebrity she was diagnosed. Did you know she was diagnosed with PCOS? No. Yeah, and I read her book. She did a she did some type of thing with. Uh, did she do an interview on Oprah? I need to go look at Oprah because she wasn't having a cycle. She was having irregular periods and things like that. And the doctor put her on birth control. That was another thing. I right. Did. That was one of the treatments that my doctors always did. Every time I told them I was having a period, they put me on birth control mm-hmm. in which that is something that kind of restricts you from having a child even yeah. though when you're young you don't want to have a child however you know prescribing someone birth control when they're already having in infertility issues that i feel like that's just stupid it's, it's so counterproductive right like. yes it's like it don't make sense why would you huh i mean
0: what What one of my doctor friends explained to me, but my my case is a little bit different from yours, when I was telling her about the birth control, because I was Mm -hmm. like, why? Mm -hmm. Um, What she said was that because not having a period can sometimes mean that the, the, the lining of the uterus is building up. They try to prescribe you that to either minimize the building up of the lining, which can cause cancer in the long run, or Mm -hmm. to prompt your body to shed when it is supposed to. But I think, Mm -hmm. like, hormonal birth control, the idea is that it prevents you from populating, which, in your case, would be counterproductive. And Mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying, like, sometimes, I don't know if it's a lack of education with the doctors, because I know there's not a lot of research about it, but, like, I find that the treatment I could I could literally guess what somebody's gonna tell me when I ask them about their story. I I can guess they're mm-hmm. gonna say metformin, birth control, mm-hmm. prescribed weight loss. Mm-hmm. That's like it. And then if if that don't work or if it's not working for you, it's like, well, you kind of just left to figure it out on your own, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. awful.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had the double whammy. I had the pre-diabetes with the pcos so i was like oh my goodness like i really as i was getting older and i feel like every year i was just gaining weight no matter what i did or tried to do it just wasn't working and i mean i was just i was feeling like a whole man i had this beard uh this beer belly just fat round face um yeah no period no nothing i'm just like i'm a whole dude over here my name should be eric not <laughs> <laughs> ah, i love but but seriously it's like it's like
0: something i struggle with a lot too because mm-hmm. um like no i have fish on here like since i've been here i was like oh my god I yes here's my remember. chin here. The i
1: have a mustache you bought a tweezer i did day.
0: and I, I need to go and get wax strips yeah um but it's just like when when i first noticed it i posted on instagram like and i was like yo guys i have freaking chin here Mm -hmm. and i was losing my shit Mm -hmm. and people were like like some like a lot of people are very supportive because i have a lot of pcs bodies on my page so they would be like Mm -hmm. girl i understand what you're going through but then a lot of other people are like what's the big deal like i can't even see it and i'm just like you don't understand it already takes like so much from yeah. us because with the weight gain especially with the weight gain you're like you don't feel in control of your body you don't feel um, confident yeah and yeah. people are very fat phobic whether are not they are like oh it. my god and they like to basically accuse you of being lazy mm-hmm. and gluttonous mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. you're not trying when literally nothing i do works when it comes you don't to know my life little yeah little you don't know you i know. We, we most people be says that i know eat less than <clears throat> people who are slim and cannot lose weight mm-hmm. or keep gaining weight mm-hmm. so it's like with that and then you get the facial here. so it's just like uh you have this one thing then you have this other thing and you feel out of control and then you don't feel feminine mm-hmm. you don't feel sexy and it's just like how am i supposed to yeah be confident yeah and get laid, and enjoy, you know, pleasurable things and sex and dating when Mm. I, in myself, don't feel attractive.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because I feel like a boy.
1: Yeah. I think that's why I cut my locks, too. Because I was going through that time where I was just battling with myself. Like, I don't like the way I feel. I feel tired all the time. I don't have any energy. I'm like, then I just got, like, this anxiety. But then I'm like, or am I depressed? Or am I in my head? Or, you know, and at that time my husband was like, What is going on with you? Just leave me alone you know, kinda of. and so it's like, well, you know, so it was like I was going through a phase and I was like, you know, let me cut my hair and I cut my hair and then I'm like, Oh my god, why did I even do I I think I felt even worse after I did that because my locks were so long so it kind of made me feel a little girly but then when I cut them and I had this short thing and I got this fat face and I'm just like uh it's funny you say
0: that because Isha was the one Isha was the one that actually cut my locks for me when I was here in 2019 and Mm -hmm. I I cut my locks for like a similar reason because I had what had started to happen was that I had the The hair loss so like my edges my hairline, my hairline was like receding and i I was like "Ooh, i don't like how this looks and you know locks are heavy so i was like like, okay i'm gonna cut my hair when i cut my hair i was like jesus christ i look like a a fat little boy (laughs) like you can't tell it like i was like jesus christ i look like a fat little boy and then i went to the bar and they kind of get and i was just like people thought i was rocking it but in my i was losing my mind yeah I just like mm-hmm. when i looked in the mirror all i saw was i look like a fat little boy i look, mm-hmm. like, a mm-hmm. boy. I look mm-hmm. like a fat little boy i look like a fat little boy so as soon as my hair was long enough
1: braids braids I mean, braids <laughs> braids.
0: braids no
1: i i went and i bought oh my husband was so bad i bought a six hundred and fifty dollar wig he said what why isha How much money? I was like, "Mm, $650. Sorry. (laughs) But it was like, I needed it because, yeah, honey, when I put that thing on, I was like,
0: You're a mistake.
1: I was like, ooh, I felt like I was back. I put this blonde wig that had like a bob or something. Um, It was one of my mom's wigs when she was, you know, going through her treatments. And um, it was cute. I was like, oh, okay. You know i'm feeling myself i needed that boost you know even though it cost me 650 dollars, but you know i needed that boost because i i was going through it mentally and physically like
0: I, seriously i mean it's it's always so funny to me how like me and other people's stories i like because this right now all who don't know this is a wig and i spent i spent like probably close to 300 us on it um and it's a headband wig so it's like because i'm not a body, i can't install wig on them some so i was just mm-hmm. like oh, let me just get a and great. this and everybody's like oh but you have nice hair and i'm just like my receding hairline here i can take this little wig and i can cover all of the little edges if i want to you understand i can't slip them down so people can't really see and people are like but why do you need a wig like your hair is not you have nice hair and i'm just like You guys don't understand. When I have to pull my hair back, what happens is then you can see the hair loss, one and two, all I'm thinking about is I'm making the hair loss worse. I'm making it worse. So I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to buy this wig, even though it's expensive, but it's a very nice wig. It's cute. I love the curls. Yeah, I'm just going to stop it. I find that a lot of women with PCOS to get into wigs Mm -hmm. for that reason, because Mm -hmm. it's just like... Mm
1: -hmm. And then you know what's so crazy? I have a bald spot, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I, I learned this bald spot uh, a, a few weeks, maybe about a month, no, about two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's clean. I mean, it—the it, hair is not short. No, it's bald. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, okay. Fuck you, PC." <laughs>
0: and it's like it's like it's like every time it's something else it's like when you think okay i'm working on this one symptom or this one thing okay you know i kind of work in it.
1: -hmm. something
0: else Uh because that's like me with the metformin i was like okay i find met for i find a metformin that works for me because i'm on the slow release i'm like i I mean Mm -hmm. i still need to poop but it's not if i'm if i'm not like eating greasy foods or whatever i'm 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 okay but it really helps like with the fatigue and the weight loss. I just like, okay, fine, that's good. I'm working on that. I get I get my sugar levels down to a level where my doctor's like, alright, this is good. Mm-hmm. Working on the hormones that are alright, all this is good. Now the skin oily. I should have a mustache and a beard. So I'm gonna have to go back to my doctor and be like, Yeah, these are my symptoms. I don't know what kind of blood work you need to do,
1: but mm-hmm. fix it. Yeah. Now
0: jesus it, it it never stops no it's, it doesn't it's, it's exhausting and that's why it's a chronic illness
1: Mm-hmm. but I, you know since i had my surgery since i had my surgery oh yeah i had weight loss surgery last year mm-hmm. august of 20 2022 mm-hmm. Um, because of the PCOS and the pre-diabetes, cause I was basically at the borderline of being diagnosed with diabetes mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh hell to the no, no. So I know like once you cross that threshold, I didn't, you, that's it. Can't you can't, yeah. I mean, you can go back, but I just didn't want to be like sitting here trying to deal with medication and things like that. That's when it becomes more life threatening mm-hmm. and I'm like, "No, nah, I'm good so my um insurance approved me to join a bariatric program in which i did i learned a lot i was in the program for like a year no like a year and a half before i actually did the surgery i had to do groups i had to do um psyche valves i had to do blood work um all kind of things so once i got the surgery um I notice a lot has changed actually. Thankfully my A1C went from a 5.7 down to the last time I checked, it was a 5.1. Ooh. Um and my cycle, I wanna say 30 days after my surgery, I have my cycle. And then it's been coming on every month since then. Hello. We love the winds. We love the winds. So, yeah, because when I went to go see my my gyno in September, she was like, oh, you just had surgery. I'm like, yeah. She was like, you have PCOS. She was just reading everything because it was my first time seeing her. Mm -hmm. So she was just going through everything. And, um, you know, I told her, like, you know, in the next year or so, like, I want to have a baby. And so she was like, well... We got to get your, your your period regulated and so stuff. She was like, which I think, give it two months or so. Once you come down a few more pounds, mm-hmm. then you should come on. And I was like, okay, all right. So that was in September. No, so October mm-hmm. is when I came on. And I just been coming on every month. Now, the first three months were horrid. Mm-hmm. It was horrid because mm-hmm. I haven't been on my cycle in right. so long it was like shedding. It was like yep. Oh, yep. It was clots. It was. Mm. It's awful. It was it's our de- first one. It was destruction. I could not get out the house. Nope. I had to call my boss. Like, listen, I am going to be running late because I have to change for the second time and shower again. It was horrible. Yep. It was. It was so horrible. I had to buy Pampers. You are not the first person I've heard I to, say to buy that. Pampers. I have to buy Pampers. I had to go to Walmart and buy a damn Pampers. Okay, mm-hmm. I have to wear Pampers. That's not that's not uncommon. Yeah, so. I'm sure there are going to be people in the comments be like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we see you. I had to wear Pampers, but I was thankful that I was actually getting a period, mm-hmm. and then I was able to track it, use my little tracker and it's been coming on time and I was like okay girl so I'm like okay I'm losing weight my fatigue is it's not completely gone Mm -hmm. but it is I have so much more energy Mm -hmm. yes because before I just be like oh my god I'm just so tired Mm -hmm. you know um, I still have the brain fart um, I, 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 definitely still have. I'm work. I don't know what I'm gonna have to do. I, with that. I don't. If
0: anybody has any suggestions for brain fog, please. Oh,
1: please give it to us because I still mine is bad. Actually, I put clothes in the wash two days ago, and I'm just not remembering that I have the clothes <laughs> in the wash. My aunt, oh my her God. mom,
0: she's at between the twelve and the Domec one. They sent us into Walmart to get two things. Mm-hmm. The tripod that this camera is on and ibuprofen. Ibuprofen. We came out the store. No ibuprofen. They're
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> not between the twelve and the Domec one. They you guys are the worst. How is it? Two of two you guys. Two heads. Well, sorry. Between the two of us, it's two brain cells. Sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I don't know what... I... I I don't know what to say about that the the memory yeah it, it, and then it is like too my mom could say oh um such and such said uh, we should come over i'm like who is such and such i just immediately forget who is this person and she would be like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you crazy <laughs> Yes, my brain doesn't remember anything I'm like who is such and such and then she gotta jog my memory I'm like oh oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh, we terrible awesome. so I like
0: realized like when you told me you had PCOS mm-hmm. that I have other family members that have PCOS as well so I have um, a cousin I have have a cousin on my mother's side who I also think has PCOS. And I'm just like, you need to get checked because you have, like, all the symptoms. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I've realized that it's, like, genetic. I have another aunt on my mother's side that I think she has PCOS as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, do you have, like, other family members outside of me that either have PCOS or that you think has PCOS? Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know to be honest um because everyone that I have met like in the family they're much older. Uh, yes. Um so and then it's like on my mom's side my cousins are more males. Mm-hmm. So No, not really just you and I when I heard about you I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, this must be genetic mm-hmm. um, of some sort um, because I feel like when it comes to our family and our bloodline with illnesses and stuff, I mean, that thing is trickling. Like, I just I just pray. The good thing is, you know, like when mommy was diagnosed with breast cancer and she got tested for that gene and she tested positive for, for the gene and my sister... Tested positive for the gene, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, okay, you know." But it, it's like, how is this weird? Everybody has of something from somebody mm-hmm. in this family, and it's just like, okay, well, can nobody could gave me a small waist and a big booty and a fat ass. <laughs> That's what we wanted. Yes. Woo. A small waist and a big booty. Oh, All we got is titties, titties. And no ass. You know? Why?
0: I been. I saw something online talking about women um with big tits and flat butts. But I a good. That is something that I oh, that's, something. that's something I'm gonna start asking people to. Like I <laughs> wet. <where, where? laughs> I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say I have the WAP, okay? No, I
1: got the WAP, honey. Yes.
0: And I've heard, I've heard that complaint, well, not complaints. I've heard that said with women with PCOS, like, some women have, like, extremely high sex drives, and then you have other people with, like, really low sex drives. But I think it's, like, a combination of factors, because I'm, like, I would say I'm on the side with a high sex drive, but, like, when people are talking about WAP and, you know, White and, mm-hmm. and, cream and I'm mm-hmm. just like I. I can't relate. Clearly, I don't have the what. Um, but I've also heard a lot of women say that they suffer from things like you know vaginal dryness and low libido. Oh, God bless.
1: I have, can't relate. Yeah, no, can't relate. <laughs> well, wow.
0: I'm I'm very happy for you. Um, Not relate. But I mean, even even if like for me, that I would say that I have a high sex drive. It it absolutely depends on like what's going on with my body like in terms of body image Mm -hmm. so if i'm having like a particularly rough time with how i look Mm -hmm. my sex drive is in the toilet because i just i don't want to i don't want nobody to see me Mm -hmm. i don't want nobody to touch me i don't Mm -hmm. feel sexy so it's just like Mm -hmm. i want to Mm -hmm. but at the same time i don't want to yeah because i don't i don't feel like a bad bitch Mm. um and i feel like that might contribute to like a lot of other women do I see it's
1: mm-hmm. like drive not just like the hormones though. I don't know see when i was younger yeah i was <laughs> jack rabbit i was i was on it <laughs> i was on it 24 7 bad but now that I'm older yeah I was like nah hmm, you know yeah i i think yeah it, it it got to a point where my husband and I were having issues, because I wasn't intimate, you know, I, I was just not in the mood, these last two years, three, yeah, two to three years, because in the beginning, like, him and I was, we was inseparable, but, yeah, the last two years or so, yeah, I was like, mm, I don't feel like it, I don't want to, I didn't have a drive to do nothing, but then also too you know i just had like a lot of stuff my mom my aunt you know then i had my own personal health going on so i had a lot to deal with and still work a full-time job so i just where when yeah
0: and then when you're we when
1: went. you're suffering from the fatigue
0: that that makes it doubly worse because mm-hmm. it's like not do you not not only do you not have the mental capacity to engage like that but it's like physically i just i cannot can yeah <laughs> i can't yeah too tired
1: too tired too burnt tired. out mm-hmm. so yeah I, yeah but now i feel like now that i've been losing weight i feel more energetic to do it in a sense mm-hmm. you know when he not you know piss me off
0: <laughs> <laughs> like y'all niggas do like y'all niggas do perfect perfect Okay, so the final question that I have for you Mm -hmm. is what advice or wisdom would you give to somebody who is either, you know, newly diagnosed with PCOS or struggling with their PCOS or, you know, like what would you say to them? Mm.
1: What I would say is definitely take your meds right because i didn't do that so i allow mine to just do its own thing for so many years to the point where it kind of got out of control and almost to the point where i was going to be diagnosed as a diabetic so take control do as much research as you can um you know inform your family too about it so they're kind of aware because you're gonna have to make lifestyle changes basically you're gonna have to eat different you're gonna have to start working out you're gonna have to take your medication so if you make your your family aware of the situation which you're going through then you have that support system see i didn't do that because yeah i i just i don't know i don't like asking for help or whatever. You know, that's a me problem. Yeah. <laughs> a problem. <laughs> so, but yeah, take your meds. You know, inform your family so you can have that support system and that go-to. Um, find support groups that you can talk to. Um, try to eat a healthier lifestyle. Live a healthier lifestyle, I should say. Try to eat healthier. Um, I like to kind of detox sometimes. So, like, last year, my husband, and I don't know, not last year, maybe almost two years ago, him and I decided that we were going to cut out meat. And we cut out meat for six months. And I loved it. Like, I I felt good. I did not It didn't make me feel sick, no way, or whatever. So, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Then I started doing the juicing thing and i like that as well see now i did a juicing thing i had to actually do a juicing thing before my surgery but i had to do it for a whole week i lost 17 pounds in that one week wow just on liquids and juicing is great
0: for getting the nutrients in
1: mm. so mm, absolutely. don't discount the
0: power of juice
1: okay because it's all from the earth the natural herbs mm. that's what it all resonates to and i mean there's so much medicine in food mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm now researching and learning, you know, um, all this raw, alkaline foods and stuff like that. Like I'm now I'm like really intrigued and interested in it because it's like, okay, I want to try. I really want to try like that, the raw diet where they're just eating straight vegetables fruits i want to try that for Beans. like a week yeah see how that goes i mean everybody says you get good results and it cleans and detoxes your body so
0: i find that i personally like felt my best when i was eating more, like less processed foods mm-hmm. eating more fruits and mm-hmm. veggies like you said drinking my natural
1: juices
0: mm-hmm. um so i think that's and across the board recommendation and i think most absolutely. nutritionists would agree that absolutely the less processed foods you eat
1: yes the better it is for the you. better yep yep yep
0: yep and don't let them tell you not to eat your fruits and vegetables those are good for you
1: absolutely Full of nutrients. absolutely absolutely except for the ones that get high sugar though like mangoes i have to stay away even though i love mangoes but i cannot <laughs> the spike your blood sugar either it is it, it gets so much sugar in them things. I know. But
0: I mean, natural sugar. It's better sugar. And eating a box of Krispy Kremes. <laughs> 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 <Yeah.
1: laughs> Look, I was just looking at the box and said, "Damn, we should go to Krispy." <laughs> it's, it's your fault. I know it's
0: my fault. They it's just opened
1: a right. Krispy Kremes in Jamaica, so I'm
0: over here like, ah, oh, need to have some Krispy Kremes. Ooh. Um, yeah. You can check out Dr. Kim Somerville. She has some great tips. And she's a nutritionist from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. She has some great tips on like how to eat well for if you know if you have issues with your blood sugar, like people with diabetes. So one of her recommendations is that moderation, like if you're eating you know, a donut, only eat one. Mm-hmm. Um Ooh. have it with a meal. Yeah, I know. She said if you can't do that, then have it with a meal, you know, a good meal that has protein. Um, you know your healthy carbs and your vegetables and so on and what else did you suggest? Exercise! Mm -hmm. After you've had it, so go for a short walk, walk up some stairs, whatever it is Um, and you should also, you can add cinnamon to either your meal that you eat before or to the donut itself and that will help your body to absorb more of the sugar instead of it just sitting in your bloodstream. So I guess that's something you can do for your mangoes. You can add cinnamon to your mangoes or eat it as a dessert after a meal.
1: Interesting. You find that your, your blood sugar.
0: Yeah. yeah, cinnamon is great for people with PCOS. And, well, it's great for people with issues with their blood sugar.
1: Yeah.
0: And somebody told me that long ago when I was a teenager, long before I knew I had PCOS. Mm. And I remember that he was diabetic and he had cinnamon tea every single morning. I was like, why do you do that? He's like, it's great for my blood sugar. I was like, oh, okay
1: interesting i didn't know about that one
0: yeah so i'm all for eating what you want to eat because we're gonna die and i don't think we should die and not enjoy food that's what i think oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna find every which way i can to eat eat eat. whatever you want lord have mercy Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of PCOS Talk JA. You can find us on social media at PCOS Talk JA on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. And you can find Isha.
1: At Island underscore beauty 82. On
0: Instagram. So please to follow her. If you have any
1: questions, just shoot her a
0: DM and you'll get through. Thank you All so much. Right. Thank you. <laughs> PCOS Talk JA is a time-by-team production.